Enterprise Management 360, your main source for tech news, analysis, podcasts, and videos for the enterprise. Hello and welcome to the EM360 podcast, where we have a weekly conversation with people who are impacting the enterprise tech landscape. My name is Matt Harris, editor here at EM360 and your host on today's episode. Make sure you stay up to date with all of our latest episodes by subscribing to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you go for your podcast needs. Now, in today's episode, I'm joined by Zyra Pizada, Security and Risk Management Advisor at Lionfish Tech Advisors. And we're here to talk about what we'll see in data ethics in 2023. Zaira, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, no worries at all. Um, could you just give our listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do? Sure, absolutely. I like to start this question as of late and now as habit to start with what I believe my brand and my mission is. So my brand and my mission coincide into one in a single statement. I seek to improve the lives of humans, the betterment of the lives of humans, and all through social justice, diversity, equity, inclusion. And I take these to be very serious to me and my mission as a security and risk management advisor at Lionfish Tech Advisors, an advisor with many other startups in go-to-market and security and risk management, and further with other verticals that I provide any brand guidance to. Lovely. Thank you for that. And I, th- I think it is like a very noble cause and one, one which kind of is you know, rising in importance as the value of personal data rises as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of brings us on to our topic today, because I, I really kind of wanted to, first of all, kind of set the scene in terms of uh, where do you feel like data ethics is right now? And could you kind of explain how the US is differing from Europe and the rest of the world? Yeah. So where is data ethics right now is a difficult question to answer if we don't define what we mean by data ethics and the goal of data ethics. So I will give you what I perceive as the definition. Mm -hmm. Data ethics encompasses the quote unquote moral obligations of gathering, protecting, and using personal identifiable information and what effect it will have on individuals. So ethics is all about that moral obligation. And I believe that the goal of data ethics then is to preserve the protection and security of customer information for organizations, for citizens, for governments. And by doing so, through preserving that uh, with the moral obligation they promise to the individual. So that's that's what I believe to be the definition. Now, with that general definition set, looking at the US and EU, because that's that's what's a part of this question, what I know most about right now, also given my title and a lot of my experience, is about the regulatory momentum that's taking place in the realm of data privacy and protection. So for instance, looking at the likes of GDPR, CCPA, some of the pending federal privacy legislation in the US, what we're seeing there as well as just last week, actually December 13th to be exact, with the European Commission uh, finally releasing a draft of that adequacy decision in the EU-US data privacy framework. So all of this that I've just said, all of this data protection and privacy-related regulation, all of it is focused mostly on how to ensure adequate levels of protection for personal data. What we don't see as much through all of this legislation is speech about ethics, 
And when we go back to my definition on that moral obligation, we can almost understand and imagine why we don't see so much of it in this legislation. One reason, I believe, being that morality is a very hard thing to define. I mean, the question has been quite hard for all of history. And then when we look at the way that data ethics and digital ethics came about, we're asking for people to build on that pragmatic premise of ethics following, say, the Industrial Revolution and to say, well, what does this mean for me in my current day in society? Something's always changing about it. So we don't find much reference to ethics. But with all this, again, being said in a quite long-winded fashion, what I mean to get at now is that we see more on privacy and protection. We don't see so much on digital ethics within regulation and law. I have trust, though. I just mentioned that EU-US data privacy framework. What I'm seeing there, as far as the principles set within, are some inklings on the responsibility that, that organizations and, government, and the US government must have towards the individual uh, increasing. So tell them where the data came from. Tell them what you're going to do with it, who has access to it. So there's more responsibility on organizations to do that. And so for that reason, they must now track their data lineage more, right? Where has this all come from and how are we using it? I think the talk of ethics will become stronger. Um, last thing I'll add to that, very last thing, outside of regulation and law, there are certain things that, that I think are pretty exciting. The CDO Council is a council in the United States that's comprised of an interagency team of 14 government leaders from across the government with expansive expertise in decision-making, privacy analytics, et cetera. And they are tasked with coming up with a way to guide the U.S. government in data ethics. So the federal data strategy action plan that they're working on right now will house a data ethics framework. Will not be a surprising thing for me to see that start to play as a frame in ethics for this legislation I just mentioned. And the EU is, in a similar fashion, releasing some guidance and notes. Yeah, got it, got it. And I, I think, you know, it's important to kind of address, you know, why why we're even, you know, recording this podcast. I think, you know, we, we've seen some big mistreatments of personal data in the last few years. And the ubiquity of social media and consumer intelligence is only bringing this issue more into the mainstream eye and mainstream news. What is the average person's approach to their own personal data when it comes to, you know, safety, security? Do they do they really understand the value of it? I don't want my answer here to sound so pessimistic because, uh, <laughs> you know, it'll, it, it will be based on my ideal. I think that's where it would come from. My ideal would be that the average person would approach their own data safety and security with more caution and care. But then mm -hmm. even I am privy to mistake. And I have seen people take more and more interest in data security because bots, uh, they've taken interest because of scammers. They've taken interest because they can finally see ways to monetize their data on their own. So I think the average person is learning slowly but surely. I think the onus will be on enterprises and governments to enhance the messaging and to help with digital literacy. Interesting. So so with all of that being said, how is this affecting the decisions that companies are making when it comes to data? Ah, well, the, the companies are being affected by a lot. So first and foremost, right now, companies are led by regulation 
and logically so. Laws and regulation carry with them penalties. But laws can only show what people can do. Regulations can show them what they can do. There's no comprehensive data ethics framework in these regulations. And as per consumer trust, that is still a nascent conversation that's building right now. Uh, and we've seen that a lot of scandals uh, that, uh, you know, in the past, I can bring up just even a few, right? We have Cambridge Analytica scandal that many are familiar with because of the documentary put out. But there was also the photo scraping scandal at IBM, the Google Nightingale data controversy about healthcare data. All of these things are peaking customer interest. And people are starting to ask, what are you doing with our data? And why are you doing these things that carry with them repercussions. So I think that's starting to become a part of the speech in organizations. And now that it's a part of the speech, we have to look at how they're carrying it out. What are they doing about it? Well, regulators don't really care about much more than the collection and dissemination of data. So now I'm starting to see organizations talk about how to build comprehensive data ethic frameworks to guide executives on how to do it and how to meet the short-term profit and short-term ROI goals that organizations have that might cause faults, some faults in data ethics as per transparency and security, because, you know, organizations are focused on the bottom dollar. Boards care about EBITDA, uh, that being just basic corporate profitability. And sometimes they can put data ethics to the side. So now I'm seeing certain organizations try to find the nexus between the two, moving fast, aggressively, competitively, while not falling into a scandal and finding that gray area that laws and regulations cannot yet guide. Mm-hmm. And in terms of like where all of this is is kind of going, obviously, you know, the, the, the regulations are evolving quite rapidly. Are we heading for a future which puts more power in the hands of the business? Or are we heading for a future where more regulations are coming into play here? Power resides in the hands of businesses as far as how they act. Power in legal frameworks and and in jurisprudence lies with governments. So there is power in both hands. It's just who must use what power responsibly and how and how can they collaborate to do so. Now, getting at the heart of the question, uh, with more power comes more responsibility. And so what do I think that organizations will will do with more power because they will have it. And what do I think governments will do with more power to legislate this? I think organizations at this point are going to note all of their gaps. Uh, The gaps are primarily in governance of data, finding the exact lineage and pipeline of a lot of the data they transact at a large scale and starting to build their data values and ethics as per the people they transact data for, with, and, and purposely and with. That's what I think uh, will happen in the short term. I hope at least. And as far as governments go, I think slowly we'll start to see laws and regulations have some supplemental information around them as far as best practice uh, frameworks about data ethics. Nice. No, I think it's it's so refreshing to have someone with uh, optimistic views on this uh, podcast. (laughs) So, So thank you for that. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's what I choose to consume that leads me there as well. We can focus on all of the FUD, the fear, uncertainty, and doubt, but we cannot change that legislation is occurring, happening at a rate that is positive. So I can envision that mid-2023, we'd have something on the EU-US data privacy 
uh, framework that I just spoke about before. And then slowly but surely, within the year after that, it'll be passed in the U.S. We're inching towards more autonomy for the person. Nice. No, I know, obviously, that's 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 a good thing. And um, what what else are you um, expecting to see happen, kind of in the data ethics space moving forward? I think there'll be a more keen eye on machine learning and AI. I do not use the two interchangeably. And when I say keen eye, what I mean is that explainability will be put forth front and center for many chief data officers and chief privacy officers, because to truly uphold a data ethics framework that an organization will create based on guidance from their government or globally, and then further based on the feedback from who they transact data with and for, they will have to address that gap. Without addressing that gap, there's no real truth to that framework and to the shared trust that they have with the people who they transact data for and with. So I think we're moving into a space where algorithms will have to match the speed of human aptitude in understanding the consequence of utilizing those algorithms at a specific rate and pace. Hopefully that makes sense. It, it, it absolutely does really, really eloquently, uh, really eloquently put there. Um, Zara, thank you so much for joining us today. It was, it was really, really good to get your insights in today's topic. And I'm very grateful for the fact that you managed to fit us in before Christmas, <laughs> which, which <laughs> we really appreciate. Yeah, I, I really enjoy talking about this topic. Hopefully I will publish more on it soon and start to voice a lot more of it. But I'm always in a in a state of consuming. And then if you don't mind me taking just a minute to say, there are great resources for folks to look into. The Institute for the Future, it's a leading nonprofit strategic futures organization, released some open source information, a toolkit for developers to anticipate the future impact of their technology. And it focuses on ethics. It's called Ethical OS. And then machine learning professionals in Microsoft also released some research in the past on Microsoft uh, data sheets for data sets. So basically saying, hey, machine learning community, start to document your data sets and the explainability behind them. So to my positivity note, I just like to share these sort of open source things because we can create change too. Much appreciated. And and guys, we will be linking everything that Zara just talked about down below. Thank you to everyone for listening. We hope took a lot away from today's podcast, but for further information we talked about, check out those links or head on over to lionfishtechadvisors.com. We'll be back next week with another episode in our podcast series, but until then, make sure you subscribe to this podcast on all major platforms, follow the conversation on our socials at EM360Tech on Twitter and LinkedIn, and for more great daily content, make sure you head on over to em360tech.com.